Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of Syncing with ServiceNow. Today is uh, November 21st, 2022. I'm your host, Andy Whiteside. Fred Reynolds is with me. Fred's been on board, I don't know, three or four weeks at this point, uh, director of our modern apps practice, which is all about ServiceNow at the moment and will always be focused on ServiceNow, but lots of other things can show up in the mix. Fred, how's it going? Good, Andy. How are you doing today? Good. I know you uh, left one of our meetings a while ago and joined in by phone and uh, went to a went to meeting with uh, my my sales team in your area. How'd that go? What did what did they talk about? What was their pros and cons of what we're doing with our ServiceNow practice? Oh, no, I think they're very excited about it. I guess what they're looking for is what's the next events that are going on. So I think they're looking forward to trying to get a couple of local events where ServiceNow is here and we can bring our uh, ServiceNow as a partner and some customers along. And uh, I think they're very excited about it. I think they're excited about the possibilities and and uh, how ServiceNow fits into uh, the digital transformation efforts. Did they did they get why it's important that we bring ServiceNow in and start integrating it with our existing vendors and workflows, which we're going to talk about here in a few minutes? I do. I think the uh, I think the end of the table I was at. I actually was sitting with a couple of salespeople. We got some current activities going on, so they absolutely see the importance in it. They see the momentum. Um, and I had a very uh, lively uh, meeting at the end of last week, um, where I think we're already there, and we're and we're kind of talking about the challenges that these these really the customers are facing. Right, everybody's facing right now in the world. So I, I, they certainly get it. Um, Did you guys get a chance to talk about what we're doing um, by building our own instances that are going to make it more cost effective and applicable for customers of all sizes? You know, we did um, in a couple of different meetings today, not just a luncheon. Yes, I think that's going to be the biggest thing that we're going to be able to offer is our own um, our own domain separated instance where we can help out some of the uh, small to medium businesses um, and, and get them moving faster. Right. Our ability to be able to take what we've done within Integra um, and, and, and create an instance of that, duplicate that and then out of the box, provide that for someone in a very short period of time for them to start benefiting from you know, standard ITIL practices. So I know you have um, some background in this and like you just said small to medium, but you were an enterprise customer and you guys considered onboarding another um, platforms or another managed service providers instance to make your world quicker to adopt. At what point does it become logical as you go down the stack to hmm. think that maybe you just tag on to work somebody else has already done? You know, it's a great question, Andy, because you know, the thing is, I think it's depending on where, where your biggest challenges are. Um, and for the way I was using it strictly in an ITSM space and a managed service space, right, I really needed to try to partner with someone who, who kind of lived and breathed what I did from a day-to-day -day basis. That's why I was looking for an opportunity to, uh, to work with somebody, to white label it, to replicate what they did. If they did it well, I wanted to replicate that to fast forward me. But I think that's the beauty of where ServiceNow has come along over the last several years, right? And as we get into this article, the reason why they are where they are, because they've continued to make these investments so that out of the box, right, you're already getting 80% there. So and before I was looking for someone to help me get 80% there quickly out of the box, I, did, I wasn't able to get there as quickly, so I had to create a lot. Uh, but that's what we want to do with our instance, Andy, is to be able to already have it there, have a lot of the base configurations done. Then all we really need to do is work with our customers to understand what separates them, what makes them different, what workflows, what business cases they have that's different from the standard. And then we can start working on those one by one to make workflow better for them. Yeah. That's, that's certainly the goal. And we'll see who it applies to and who it doesn't apply to. But nonetheless, whether it's 
bringing that to market and or bringing uh, our, our partners that we already work with on the digital workspace side, uh, it seems like a no-brainer. We'll we'll know in a couple of years how it worked out, but I don't know how it could possibly fail. The um, the blog for the day that we're reviewing is a Magic Quadrant leader in ITSM, uh, IT service management platforms for the ninth year in a row. And I mean, I guess maybe at some point in this uh, discussion, we'll talk about ITSM and more like, you know, what's, what's all the other stuff that ServiceNow is uh, addressing in their platforms or platform platforms. I'll, I'll use plural there. And this article is by uh, Matt Shavirmir. Shavirmir? How do I pronounce the last name? You want to take a guess at it? No, you're good. Better okay. pronunciation than I am. Uh, no way. <laughs> uh, that's from November 8th of 2022. So the, the visual that you start off with, which grabbed my attention for two reasons. Uh, one is because ServiceNow is in the upper right-hand corner. I don't want to say quadrant. Hell, it's in the corner of the Gartner. Different zip code. Quadrant. Yeah, so it's like uh, way out front. And then I look down in the bottom left-hand corner of the upper right-hand quadrant, and I see the guys from Avanti, which we're an Avanti partner. We've never really did much on the ITSM side of their business, um, but certainly um, we we have them as a partner. And I literally just talked to someone today about it. And I was like, look, I mean, I get it, but the people we're going with service now is, I mean, they're so far ahead of everybody else that I would be fighting the current. I'd be fighting the wind. I'd be kicking a you know 50 yard field goal into the wind if I were to uh, do anything other than service now. And it, it kind of comes down here to what, um, what they're saying around why it matters here. So it's um, I think Bill McDermott, the uh, CEO and founder of service now talks about being, you know, humbled and proud to be this, in this spot for nine years in a row with their service now ITSM product. What, what's the background in that? How, how did this happen? Do you know the story about how ServiceNow was founded? You know, I, I know a little bit of the story, right? There was just a development of heart wanting to create a, a platform that allowed for um, just uh, regular people to be able to get in the program because this is a program at heart as it developed it. Um, how it became focused on ITSM, I, you know, I, I have to look at that and see the real reason why. But I know when the company started off, that's where they focused on, right? How to make that business easy, how to make it so it's easy to um, uh, to, to provide the foundation for that and automate it, automate those business processes. Um, I just think it's interesting. The reason why I looked at this article and liked it, Andy, was like, to your point, when you first see that visual, ServiceNow is not even close to others in this area, right? They're way out front. They've been way out front for the last nine years. It's, it, they're being recognized in that area. But to your comment earlier, this is where ServiceNow is in this area, and they're certainly in uh, and, and across the portfolio of what they have in, in the Magic Cart, just as high in some areas. But the point is, this is kind of the foundational piece of where I think um, as we've taught Andy and Zintegra, right, we're starting with that internally, um, with that in other modules, ITSM and CSM. But it's how you build off of that, right? It's the basis of building off of that to make sure that you start making internally very efficient um, and, and, and satisfy your operational needs. Yeah. Um, I know a little bit of that ServiceNow story. And, and, and like if, if Bill McDermott was sitting right here in my office right now, like like that could happen. But if he was... Um, there's a podcast I listen to called uh, How I Built This with um, mm. on NPR. And at the end, they always ask, well, are, are you good or are you lucky? Are you lucky or are you good? And I think in their case, it's a little bit of both, just like it is in probably everybody's case. Um, and just like with Zintegra to some degree, uh, we have a good idea on what we want to do. And we were also lucky because we timed it right. And what I mean by that is we're born born at a time when things had transitioned to as a cloud, as a service, people looking to outsource things. Uh, and I think ServiceNow showed up at a time where 
this ITSM and this uh, governance around ITIL all hit at the same time, and they were they were born in the cloud, and the ability to take off and run faster than than others could that had to, that were born you know software born inside a data center and a client server architecture. Um, it, it some of it's just good luck, good timing, and taking advantage of the opportunity. Yeah. And I agree with you on the timing, but I think the thing is that wasn't lucky is the fact that they built this on the ITEL framework. I mean, they built this on standards. They built this on what people needed to do from an industry standard, right? And you really can't go wrong with that when you're saying, this is what's best in, best in class, best practices for operating a business in this way. So I don't think that was lucky by any means. I think that was purposeful how they built that. And I think that's why they are where they are um, in this space. They built it on best practices. They built it on standards that are proven. Um, and, and now they've created a platform to make it easy for people to adopt and apply them um, in a standard way. And I'm going to go back to your platform comment in just a second. But, um, oh, crap, I lost my train of thought. So ServiceNow, oh, here's what it was, ITIL. So, so ITIL is a set of industry standards for running an IT department. Are there... Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna answer the question for ourselves. Um, what what I love about that concept and what makes it so interesting is that every department and organization should have some set of standards they run by. It just so happens that IT was so out of control that they had to come up with a set of standards. But whether it's the HR department or the marketing department or uh, I don't know the um, the sales group or whatever, they everybody needs a set of standards. This combination of the timing of ITIL standards showing up and and uh, born in the cloud showing up and and putting all that together and being smart enough to 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 at least apply this to the IT department is is awesome how that worked out. At the same time, ServiceNow is limitless in terms of departments where this type of approach can apply. Would you agree? Agree, and I think that's that's what's setting it apart right now, right? This is not so much your IT-focused system anymore, right? It may be where it almost started. It may be where the focus was initially. Clearly, we're seeing how companies are struggling to keep up with the pace of the changing world, of everything that's coming at them. They're relying on IT to help solve some of these things. No more does your service request or your tickets, even for what you need internally, is just affecting you anymore. It affects Sometimes multiple organization, it affects your customer base, right? Your customers themselves. So I think that's what we're starting to see is that, you know, the, the basis of some of the standards that put in place for, for how we manage, you know, service requests, incidents, change, how we manage our, the, the flow of the work that we're doing, how that's really applying across all the organizations, how it's applying across siloed and dispersed systems, and how that affects our customers and our ability to move quickly. So I think I got ahead of us on the workflow conversation, but we'll we'll come back to that one. That's fun. This um this a platform approach, which is really what we've been talking about here. So we got okay, you got cloud, which there's no such thing. There's clouds, there's IaaS clouds, there's SaaS apps, which we've had forever, whether we realized it was cloud or not. And then there's this thing that's somewhere in the middle, which is a kind of a platform cloud, uh, and that's where ServiceNow has mostly shown its merits is as a platform that's extremely extensible into all different directions. How would you describe ServiceNow as a platform and then tie in some of the things that they brought into the article here in this first section? So so as a platform, I think that's interesting, right? Because I think before before looking at this as a platform, I think I was in a world of the way I used it. I was always looking at applications. I was like always looking at products, right? Um, it was always interesting because I always consider myself, I'm the platform person for where I, where I lived and where I breathed and where I worked. But, you know, a platform was a combination of a lot of different 
applications and tools that I use. When ServiceNow came around, I saw the idea of a platform here, and there's others that have, have developed into this concept as well. You're creating a platform to build upon. It's the same thing. They have built a platform and a foundation in which we can build a lot of different applications, use cases on top of that, but having a common a, a, a common data model, right? A common way uh, to do it, a standard for that. Yeah. And and then it's also extensible and um, that's what allows it to play so many roles in different, I mean, the very last paragraph in this one talks about artificial intelligence and machine learning. Well, that's that's so huge, right? I mean, that's that's what it, that's the advancements of where they're going. So to look at how it stays in that magic quadrant and so far away, right, uh, far ahead. And, and I'm going to tell you, AI was something 10 years ago you thought about, oh, that sounds cool, right? How will we get there? We've got a lot of other uh, products that are trying to do AI, right, or businesses that try to apply the AI. And, and honestly, within the core of what ServiceNow has, they have it built in now for your AI, for your machine learning, for your robotic administration, um, uh, automation with that. And when you put those things together, you have ServiceNow working behind the scenes to help you in, in whatever area you want to focus on. Maybe it's meantime resolution. Uh, maybe it's speeding up the processes. Maybe it's looking for certain things things, right? I mean, obviously you have to apply some of what you need it to look for, but the capabilities that are natively, once you feed it what you're looking for and configure it, it's constantly working for you behind the scenes. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, data lake the other day, we were talking about mm. some of this stuff and having a massive data lake from another platform that you had to, I don't know, 30 terabytes or something, get into the system and, you know, uh, having a data lake with a platform that sits beside it that then has this integration and then being able to go and mine that data lake for legacy historical stuff and new items that are coming into it. Um, it takes a platform. Yeah, it absolutely does. It does. And it takes a platform to make this point. Too, it takes a platform to optimize what you're doing. It takes it, it optimization means you got to look across things and you have to find a, a more efficient way to do that and to optimize that. And how do you faster with that? And I think that's the biggest part of ServiceNow applying over the last couple of years, just that what they've done with AI. I mean, there's a, there's a, and it may be in here a little bit later, but active agent, right? And the, the premise of active agent has an AI engine behind it. So it's actually looking at knowledge articles. It's looking at previous cases. It's looking at things that puts it in front of you a lot quicker. If it's seen something very similar to this case, something that even somebody can resolve on their own, they present that ahead of it. So, I mean, that's light years ahead of where we were because it's really optimizing and, and, and making, uh, making you get to, like I said, a meantime resolution a lot faster in this space. And, and to the point where it's probably putting data into, um, it's looking at data in such a way that you don't even know to ask the question yet, but when you ask it, it's going to know where to start looking. That's correct. That's correct. All right. So let's talk about this part where we talk of business workflow automation, which is probably the quickest benefit you get out of implementing ITSM solutions, in this case, ServiceNow. And that's when you have the ability to empower the business to be better at what they do, either through automation or through um, uh, notifications and approvals. Um, help me understand your background here as it relates to workflow automation and some of the things you guys did. Well, I think this is the part of where it's interesting where I said it goes from like a, an IT centralized IT central platform, a platform that's kind of really built, especially in ITSM. It's amazing how much you have to look into the business. You have to look at how it's being used. You have to look at the processes that are being there. Um, it's easy to go and automate things that are that are repetitive, things that you do over and over again, right? I think there's a little example here we'll get to because I'm excited to talk a little bit more about some of those uh, the, these plugins and things that we're working on too, Andy, to make things simple. But it's really about, you know, how do we go in there and, and how do we take something that people are doing repetitively, right? 
and use the automation engine behind this to, to make this so it's being done for them. It takes away their time from having to spend the time doing that. And they just really get into the mindset as a business to think about how can we get service now to do this work for us in a way. Yeah. Yeah. If you can take uh, things that are efficient and could be automated out of the hands of people who have to stop what they're doing every day and, and make it happen either through some type of user request or through some type of uh, analytics that spawns the, automation to kick in well and a good process and is going to have lots of steps that you follow and it's a in a, in a sequence right to make sure it's done correctly you dot the i's and you cross the t's and notifications are a part of that approvals are part of that doing the works part of that documenting what's done right and i think that's where this puts a wrapper around that to walk it all the way through and automate it and automate it in such a way so that you take the human touch away and you get as much done as you can from behind the scenes in the tool itself so the one that's called out here is one that's near and dear to our heart as Integra. And that's one of the reasons why we're even getting into this ITSM space. And that's how you take a product like Citrix, Citrix Virtual App, Citrix Virtual App and Desktop, or Citrix Now DAS, the as a service pieces, uh, which by the way, the DAS is going to have more integration because it's cloud-based. ServiceNow is cloud-based. You take APIs that can push and pull. Next thing you know, you got some two things that can easily work together, but um, help us understand where in a virtual app, virtual desktop world, we can use ITSM to to save seconds at a time, which added up counts as hours, if not days in the course of a year. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that one example that it's kind of using here is is more of the session resets, right? But Andy, I know you're a Citrix expert, so I'm sure you could think of a thousand things that um, that that you could probably automate through here. But in here, we could say it from here with, with being this Citrix uh, virtual app that's doing this, right? This can apply to any um, use case that you're already touching a system or an endpoint that you have control over that endpoint that you can automate to say, hey, this is a password reset. This is a session reset. This is a restart. This is some task that needs to be performed. And sometimes those tasks are performed by a human being to get that done. Or sometimes it's a task that, hey, once somebody approves that, then it can go and you can automate that. So I think it's really neat here with this here is a use case of using um, this adapter between Citrix and ServiceNow to automate a task that they had in their hands. And it says it saved them, you know, hours um, uh, down to 30 seconds from hours of times, thousands of hours of time. And I'll give you a great example. We at Zintegra, when we use our virtual desktops, we used to reboot them once a week. Now we reboot them every night, our non-persistent ones, because things happen, applications get sideways, some goofball, you know, goes to the wrong website or, um, you know, opens 50 browser tabs and brings the machine to a crawl and they can't figure out why they can't connect to it. Um, but I would prefer that we rebooted them once a week, like we used to. And then if you got in a situation where yours was hung, you go into your, your service desk, you go into your service portal and just hit a button and 30 seconds later, you got a new one you can get to, um, you know, it's an example of what, how you would apply this type of technology is for session resets, which is what it's talking about here with the guys from Novant help, which just happens to be down yeah. the street from us. Um, but certainly just one example, I went through a, podcast this morning on the Citrix side, there must have been seven or eight new integrations that Citrix has brought forward. All of them have been there the whole time. Um, it's just a matter of having someone develop the, the integrations. In this case, they're actually just adding it to their their uh, their solution. So Andy, the great thing about what you just said, we, we talked about one use case about resetting, but then you said that, hey, you may have a, um, a, a what do you call it, a, a a frozen desktop or one that you can't access, right? Um, mm -hmm. Go back up to our last conversation about RPA, right? Automation. So RPA, some synthetic monitoring around that. You have the, you can make the ability behind the scenes to go and check and see if it's hung. If it is hung, you can take care of that without even a user experience in that at that point, right? So you do those restarts, 
you see it hung, you can continue to fix that. So the, the loop just continues on and on until you make sure everything's working the way it should. So the next section here talks about service desk. I don't even understand what service desk is. I, I think at this point, I understand customer service module, management module, workflow. I think I understand ITSM. What is service, service desk and what are they trying to cover here? So in service test, I think it's talking about the, the your users, right, um, taking care of the things internally to get the things resolved, right? That's why it's talking about the mobile app, right, extending that to your uh, employees, right, to be able to do your request. So a service desk being your service desk. So we have one within Zintegra that takes our phone calls. I'm having a problem with my PC. I'm having a problem with my phone. How do those incidents get logged? How do you get updates on those? So this is the whole experience around your service desk. Um, who gets those tickets, right? So a little bit down there, it talks about workforce optimization. So within ServiceNow, you have the ability to put, you know, your workforce in there, their skills of what they're trained to do, who's proficient in that. ServiceNow can do the automatic routing to get you to the right person. So the service desk can provide you all those abilities um, to be able to get to your, to whatever your incident is, whatever your issue is, whatever you're looking for, maybe it's an order, um, getting that to the right person as quickly as possible. So service desk is what I, the end user, interacts with to open tickets, manage my tickets? Um, yes, that is correct. Okay. And I uh, I literally did that today where I had an open ticket. I clicked the link, the email came, I had clicked the link, and instead of calling or emailing the guy that was working on my ticket, I just I just sent him a message right there and, you know, boom, yeah. in there, ready to go. He probably got a message notification instantly and we – you cut out the back and forth. Indeed. Uh, service operations. So it talks about businesses needing to be agile to remain competitive. He, by the way, this all this stuff we do in IT, if it's seen as anything other than enabling the business to be a better business, then you're looking at it the wrong way. And then service operations is a no-brainer around how we want to optimize what people are doing at any moment in time. Help us understand how ServiceNow does that. Um, so, so basically ServiceNow is going to help you operate, I mean, sorry, from, from your operation standpoint, because it's a single platform, it has all your data in one place, and you can spread that across the multiple organizations that are working to solve some of your operational challenges. So I think that's the biggest thing that ServiceNow does for you is it gives you that platform where you don't have to repeat all of that data over and over again to certain areas that may be working. That's one example of that, of how it can help with that. Yeah. So, and then we get down here to the bottom of the blog and it really just talks about, you know, what's, what's this platform has enabled. Uh, I've got predictive AI as one example. I've got service operations workspace as one example. You know, when we get our data in a place where it's consumable through a platform, I mean, that really enables the uh, data-driven business, which, I mean, let's be honest, most companies aren't at this point in getting this in place is step one to being able to 30 years from now, 10 years from now, three years yeah. from now, not be the case where we truly are driving the business through data and not, not what most of us do, <laughs> just making decisions along the way through the day, making the best, we can, doing the best we can. Yeah, no, I, I think to go back to the essence of the article, right? Uh, uh, why ServiceNow? Why ServiceNow in the ITSM space? I mean, there's lots of different things, and I think there's lots of products within ServiceNow in the ITSM space to help a company that's not there. So, Andy, what's opened my eyes? You know, I came from a big enterprise, and I was there for many years, as we know, right? But what's opened my eyes over the last couple of weeks since I've been here at Integra meeting with some of the customers is, 
I mean, there's still customers out there with, with large paper trails, with processes that are really disparate, broken. Um, and I shouldn't say broken. They have their process. So I shouldn't say it's a broken process, but it's a process not digitalized. digitalized. It's not put into a system that can be repeated. Um, the processes that they have cannot be driven and be consistent because they're not part of that ITIL framework. Um, a lot of the things that ServiceNow has in the core of ITSM is to allow them to be successful very quickly with digitizing what they're doing, putting those processes into standard and repeatable, um, the standards and, and the processes of which the platform allows you to do. And then to your point, we can continue that out. I mean, you got to get the basis in there and then through automation, through integrations to continue this out, right? It can, it can be used internally to start with to get it working. Then you can go beyond different organizations. Then you can go beyond different tools. You can apply that automation into the end, to, to the end users to do work for them. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a starting point, right? But I just, I do know that like from using ITSM and ServiceNow for the last you know 10 years and seeing how it's matured in that space, so many things that I know I said on the last podcast, so many things have been introduced in the last several years that they're being very in, uh, innovative and in, in trying to continue to help solve the, the challenges that we face. You know, doing more, being faster. Well, I think this last paragraph kind of says it all. It says, behind every business outcome is a process that drives experiences. As shown in the examples here, the now platform digitizes siloed processes. We really haven't even talked about the, the idea that uh, I'm making decisions, somebody else making decisions, somebody else making decisions, and nobody's available to try to tie that all together. And in the past, it's been, you know, maybe it's the CEO of the company, maybe it's the COO, somebody's seeing either train wrecks everywhere or, or miracle touchdowns everywhere, having data that's part of a platform um, and those workflows and to great, to get great experiences and great results. I kind of cut myself in the article out of the article uh, service now plans to continue and invest in solutions and platform to automate the processes to help customers, companies reach their goals. Uh, to be frank, it's the only way we're going to get there is by taking systems and using that data and the platform that understands that data to kind of highlight where yeah. things are working and where they're not working. You know, and Andy, I think, I think we have to have those conversations at a high level with customers, you know, with our vendors talking through use cases, because I don't think some people feel that their processes are so siloed and they have such disparate systems, right? Until you start walking from end to end, then you start seeing in a meeting with five people that those five people lead their organization and they all have different processes within that. However, they're using the same data or trying to use or trying to make a system work to do that for them. And ServiceNow can certainly do that. Yeah. Up till now, business has been run with you know, maybe a high level look at the books, but mostly from the gut. Yeah. This is how you get there to try to start, start fixing that. And that's spoken as a business owner who doesn't have service now yet, but it's coming uh, internally for ourselves. You're close. Yeah, we're getting there. All right, Fred. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining. And uh, what you got going on the rest of the week? Uh, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. So we're going to be heading up to the North Carolina mountains and uh, I think it's going to be cold. It's in the twenties there at night. So hopefully see a little bit of snow and, uh, have some time with the family. Yeah, awesome. How about well, you? Oh, <laughs> mm. got a uh, family Thanksgiving day, which is always interesting, fun, worthwhile, but interesting. And then uh, got a football game, college football game to go to uh, Friday. Oh, not yeah. the Carolina State game, hey? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting one. Should always uh, anyway should be fun. It's family time, so indeed. Got, since my kids go to one school, I went to another school. Um, it'd be a family tradition until I'm dead, at least. So got a, got a couple games to look forward to. Absolutely. At least. 
All right. Well, I appreciate you joining and uh, we'll do it again in two weeks. Thanks, sir. Thanks. Bye.